0: hello again everyone my name is david Bastel alongside aria president david oichel and this is the real estate edition podcast we have turned the page on another month and fall is definitely here this month we talked to lynette kioski she's the managing partner at reach canada david navigating through this new digital real estate world is an exciting challenge
1: I mean, it always is, uh, Dave. Uh, You know, last March, uh, realtors had to adapt very, very quickly when our world changed and our industry changed. We've always been adaptable. uh, And uh, last year was no exception. And Lynette talks to us about some of what those uh, changes have been and what uh, changes we can expect over the coming years. It's a great conversation to be sure.
0: It really is. We talk a lot of new technology on the horizon as well. Be sure to subscribe to the Real Estate Edition podcast wherever you're listening. And now, our conversation with Lynette Kiowski.
2: You're listening to this month's episode of The Real Estate Edition with host Dave Bastel and ARIA president David Oikel. <laughs>
0: Well, Annette, can you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, your experience here in the real estate industry?
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. Thanks, Dave. So, I've been in the real estate sector for um, I don't know, maybe 12-15 years now and uh, not I didn't uh, I wasn't born into the real estate sector. I don't know how many people actually are. Um wasn't even really on my radar to be honest. I joined real estate as Um, at the board level uh, when I was still living in the prairies. And to be quite honest with you, I joined because I wanted to work for an industry that was really well organized. Uh, My background is agricultural economics. I'd worked for a, uh, a policy advocacy group who was sort of born out of a need, but didn't structure themselves very well. And so I'd had Uh, some experience of bad governance. And David, you wouldn't know anything about that, being part of this industry. Um, But that was really my objective, was to to work in an industry that was well-structured so that I could learn a little bit more about that. What I came to realize is I actually quite loved and was fascinated by the technology aspect. So my role at the Real Estate Board in Regina was to oversee the MLS system and any of the ancillary services that we were providing on the back of the MLS system, which, you know, sort of in the early to mid 2000s was really evolving toward a lot of online um, online products and services for realtors and, and members of the association. Um, so that was really my uh, entrance and my entry into the, into the uh, world of real estate. I, from there, went on to become the CEO of the Okanagan Board um, and held that post for seven or eight years uh, and really enjoyed, again, Um, Sort of spreading my wings and building not only my knowledge, but I think really participating in a lot of great initiatives at the local, provincial, and federal level to really help evolve organized real estate, as as we all know it for those of us that are inside the space. Um, Built a really great network right across Canada and into the United States, um, which when I then sat back and thought, well, where do I really want to go with this? Where is my passion? What I realized is I love helping realtors, but I loved helping them from an innovative forward um, progress kind of point of view. And while I love the work I did with the real estate board, there's a certain amount of hesitation at that level in terms of adopting technology and innovation, just by the nature of, of how we're structured and the nature of the responsibility of a board. And so I was really looking for something that I could you know, really sink my teeth into from a, an innovation point of view have very much have an entrepreneurial mindset and so was looking to work a little bit more with entrepreneurs and I had been exposed to the reach program um back in you know mid I guess around 2013-2014 um, as a mentor and and Really began to see that as a potential path forward, working directly with technology companies. So that's a little bit of my experience in the space uh, in the real estate industry. So I've, I have a lot of knowledge from inside organized real estate, um, building quite a bit more knowledge working aside, real organized alongside real, real uh, organized real estate. Pardon me, um, and more so into the venture capital community and the the startup world in terms of how we continue to support the industry moving forward.
1: That's fantastic. That's a great, uh, great uh, start for us all. So, so as we know, the last year and a half, we've seen major changes in the real estate industry. Uh, you know, many of those have been brought on by COVID. So, what impact did you see COVID nineteen having on the profession of real estate, and what are some long term effects that you see sticking around?
3: Uh, you know, I think I actually was just having a conversation with somebody on the weekend, and and we were you know, sort of reflecting back on the last couple of years now of COVID and and how it impacted different sectors where some sectors obviously had suffered, you know, extreme hardship and others who actually uh, benefited, not untowardly, but benefited because of the nature of how COVID evolved. And, you know, if I take a step back, I would say by and large, the real estate sector was one of those who had to adapt quickly, but in the long term benefited in a couple of ways. You know, the market became really, really buoyant, and so for real estate practitioners in particular, I think, you know, for many who were already structured and set up to operate well from um, a remote point of view, from a technology technology driven point of view, um, it it really was a, uh, um, a time of opportunity, and. For those that weren't quite, I think really what it did is allowed real estate practitioners to really accelerate themselves. So for those that were maybe a little bit slower to adopt and, and, you know, real estate is one of those industries that follows that very traditional adoption curve. You have the early adopters, you have the, you know, the followers, and then you have the laggards. I think it was really an opportunity for those at the bottom end of that curve to really sort of step it up a bit quicker than they would have in normal times. And so I think some of the long-term effects, David, are really um, about putting some of those realtors on what I call a new plateau. So rather than, you know, sort of adopting new business practices, whether it's with technology or not, sort of at that normal sort of pace they would have, for a lot of practitioners, it allowed them to sort of, uh, adopt a, a quicker pace and it got them to a new place quicker from which they will operate and continue to grow their businesses. So I, I think long term, we see that there is a an increased sense of trust in technology and shifting and new ways of doing business. Um, but again, we're not a homogenous industry. There are a lot of differences and a lot of different folks that operate in this business. And so The rate at which folks do that will obviously be very personal and individual.
0: Lynette, you are currently in a role with Reach Canada that gives you insight into what realtors are most concerned with at this time. Coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, what tools do you find realtors are looking for to help them navigate a new digital real estate world? And what would some of them be?
3: Yeah, so I think, again, that spectrum is uh, a little bit diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say in general, from a day-to-day business practice point of view, realtors continue to look for tools that help them become more efficient in their day-to-day practices. So it's about reducing costs and improving efficiency and sort of time time to the deal, time to business. So we continue to look to them, uh, or they continue to look for evolving lead generation tools. So how do we qualify good leads? I think, you know, the world of lead generation kind of has evolved. And so there are now a lot of tools that will provide you lots of different leads. And the next iteration is, how do we maximize our efficiency in qualifying those leads? So rather than now just having a pipeline filled with, you know, a thousand potential clients, how do we ensure that we are qualifying the top 50 clients that we can uh, target from a prospecting point of view. So I think lead qualification is important. Obviously, anything visualization has become more important. And that's not just because of uh, the practitioner's desire. A lot of the consuming public is still reticent to be uh, in public. And as we continue to go through waves of COVID, there are differing degrees of comfort around being in things like open houses and yeah. showing and touring homes, so we're looking for more uh, visualization and but more connectivity in the visualization. So, how do I still get the same experience I had in an open house or in a home tour in a virtual environment as I could have if I had visited the home? So, we're seeing some a lot of AI supporting, so artificial intelligence supporting those types of technologies. So I think those those are some of the tools that realtors are looking for. But I think they are still also looking for different types of solutions and tools that help differentiate themselves in the market. So how can they bring not just their own unique sales skills and their unique experiences to the table in terms of differentiation, but how do they continue to sort of uh, put tools in their toolbox that allows them to differentiate
1: yeah, I can tell you on that last point, um, you know, we have found as as a practicing realtor myself, I found that there's not been too many random showings. I mean, people are very focused. It's not like, "Hey, I'm I'm free on Thursday night, let's go look at a few properties." I mean, they really uh I mean, as a realtor, we've seen a, a real focus on the buyers and uh, and so I think that that's created some efficiencies from that perspective, for sure. So, um, can you talk about some of the trends you're seeing in, in real estate technology, you know, that you think will have the biggest impact on Ontario's real estate landscape?
3: Yeah. And, and it, I, I love that this question is very purposeful for Ontario, because I think there are some unique things in the Ontario landscape, that technology um, where we're seeing some trends. So I think really two places, David, and, and this might resonate with you as a practicing realtor, but I, um, I would argue that the first piece is really around access to data, and data access is, from a real estate technology point of view, kind of the holy grail. We, uh, I see it as sort of that new gold, right? It's it's real. The real estate gold is is the higher quality data and the higher quantity of quality data that you can have. Um, you can really build out some great products that facilitate that. Home transaction journey, both for the practitioner as well as the consumer. So um, we're seeing we're seeing um, some of those trends on the Ontario landscape in terms of building different partnerships that are powering different solutions. So I think that's very interesting. What they're focusing on, I would argue, are more about the home ownership journey. So how do we get? more people on the path to home ownership because as that income affordability gap continues to widen, and it is not just in Ontario, but in many places um, in North America and in fact around the world, those types of solutions are becoming more and more prevalent. So um, solutions that are empowering consumers to become more savvy about their financial literacy, more savvy about their financial ability to afford home ownership, and then once they are there, how do you ensure that those people are able to manage their financial assets? And we're seeing more of these solutions pop up looking to partner with the real estate industry so that it also allows practitioners to continue to be a part of that journey right from building toward home ownership. And then once they purchase the home, allowing the realtor to maintain that relationship post journey. So a lot of that is data driven. And so those are some of the trends and solutions that we're seeing And I think the other piece of that is really solutions that are focusing on affordability. So we're seeing a number of platforms pop up now and solutions that are focused on providing people access to home ownership, whether it's fractional access, whether it's, um, you know, sort of not a rent to own, but, but really facilitating a financial structure whether it's providing down payment that those type prior to uh, offer those types of solutions financially based but partnered with the industry are becoming more and more prevalent
1: oh that's great um so um in addition to that so what's some what are some new types of technology uh that you see real estate companies real estate companies adopting more in the next year
3: yeah, so you know, in terms of companies, I think there's a couple of things, and and one's a little bit of a of an iterative approach, and one is sort of that new approach. I think from real estate companies' perspective, there is a lot of opportunity for innovation. So, what is the next wave of of business management technology that companies can adopt? Because as we know, um, with increasing Uh, requirements on the broker community um, and the franchisor community, Um, some of those margins are being squeezed. And so companies are looking for ways to create efficiency in terms of how they're doing business and how they're engaging their agents. So we're seeing a lot of momentum on sort of the brokerage management side on one hand. The other hand is really looking at, again, back to sort of the visualization, how do companies invest in technology that is sort of core to the practitioner's business so that when they're investing in technology, they know that all or most of their agents will adopt it. I think it's um, a a very slippery slope for a lot of companies to adopt technology if they're not, if they cannot ensure that the majority of their agents um, will adopt it. So we're seeing technologies uh, from a company point of view that are really, again, focused on Creating more efficiency and more margin at the brokerage level.
0: Lynette, uh, we always talk about when you know when we talk real estate that being adaptable in, in certain situations are so key, and, and and technology is really no difference. Can you talk about the importance of the realtor being adaptable uh, in these technological type of climate that we have right now, and how things? change. Sometimes it seems it change is slow, but other times it's right there and, and being adaptable in these situations is really key, isn't it?
3: Uh, you, I, I couldn't agree more, Dave. And, and, you know, I think really where the adaptability is, is really around mindset. It's less about the technology and the tool and solution. And it's more about what is the value that I bring to my clients every day. And how do i ensure that i am the best resource for my clients regardless of who i represent and so you know and that might sound a little bit like a like you know avoiding a question a a question in sort of a technology focused uh conversation but it, it really is around the fact that technology is only as good or will only serve in terms of how you intend to employ it and there are a lot of great solutions out there. And I think for a lot of practitioners, a lot of realtors, it can be overwhelming, frankly, in the context of how do I adapt? Do I now just need to change to a, d- a different lead gen tool? Is my lead gen tool not good? And, and the reality is, it's really about understanding how the landscape is shifting and ensuring that you have the tools that allow you to be the best advisor and resource for your clients that you can be. And so really... When I think about adaptability from a realtor perspective on in a technological kind of environment, it's really about getting clear about what's going on in the environment. And so, you know, a moment ago, I talked about home ownership tools and the increasing gap between income and affordability. I think realtors have a real role to play and a real not valuable role, but also a very uh, rewarding role. and And when I say rewarding, I mean that on all levels from a financial perspective, from a maintaining a client relationship perspective, um, right through to a being a part of solving a larger solution in the economy perspective, right um, By just educating yourself, educating themselves around where the gaps are and then helping clients get on the path to home ownership and then stay on the path to home ownership. And understanding that environment, Might mean that you don't necessarily have a client, but if you can point them in the right direction to help them solve their need today, chances are they'll come back to you when they're ready for that home purchase. So I think from my perspective around adaptability, it's the mindset about becoming really educated yourselves and then being able to help a client and meet them where they're at.
0: Okay, so continuing on that thought, uh, do you think some Mm -hmm. realtors will get left behind if they don't adapt to these, uh, new tech trends, if, if they are left behind, so to speak, as you just said.
3: Yeah. And, and, uh, so it's interesting because back before the internet, when there were catalogs, that was a technology, right. <laughs> and I remember, and I remember one of the first things that I had to do when I, one of my first projects, when I joined the real estate board in Regina was to evaluate whether or not we ought to continue with the catalogs. And believe it or not, and, and you know, we were already on an online MLS platform. All of the listings were available to every member. And for those that wanted to continue the, the catalog service, you know, the choice was pay for it or it goes away. And interestingly enough, a lot of them chose to pay for it. And so, again, it's that adaptability question, Dave. It's, you know, how willing are folks to adapt to whatever the new technology trends are? Will they be left behind? I think that's really dependent on, you know, how strong of a business they already have, right. you know, how they're able to serve their clients' needs. If they have, you know, and I think about commercial practitioners a lot, um, you know, that industry is able to serve their clients really, really well and has for a long time without a lot of technological innovation. Now, it's coming, and they're even asking for it for a lot of reasons, including you know the efficiency question. But I think it's a matter of being able to meet, again, the needs of your client base. And if the technologies you're employing are meeting the needs of your client base, i.e., you still have clients and you're getting paid, um, then your need to adapt is potentially different. Right. And the, the one thing that I would underline there is adopting new technology for the sake of adopting new technology is not the answer either.
1: Absolutely. Um, so what do you think will be the biggest challenges for realtors in this new decade? Um, and how can realtors get ahead of this challenge?
3: Yeah, I you know, I really think that, you know, and I've I know that I've said this a number of times, but really this addressing sort of this affordability question is going to be a challenge. Um, you know, and we have two things, affordability and supply. You know, supply has continually kind of plummeted. um, And depending on where you are in the country across the continent, um, there are varying degrees to which it's kind of bouncing back. But that sort of exacerbates the second point, which is the affordability piece, right? And so I think in terms of really where the challenges are, it's going to be how realtors can help their clients navigate um, sort of those gaps in the marketplace. And again, some of that could be based on technology. Some of that could be based on new sort of financial uh, technology tools or financial models. Um, And we have a number of companies in our portfolio this year that are focused exactly on helping consumers and realtors solve those gaps and become much more um, knowledgeable around where their challenges lie. Um, but I think really how realtors can get ahead of that challenge is by becoming knowledgeable themselves on, you know, where the resources are, where to point clients to, how to ensure that they're a part of that journey from closing that gap right through to home ownership, as I mentioned before. We will be back after this short break.
2: Join the AREA Realtor Research Community to have your say when it comes to the services ARIA provides, the recommendations we make to the government, and the strategic priorities of the association. You'll receive exclusive content and be entered into monthly draws every time you complete a survey. Visit joinarearesearch.com to sign up and join an exclusive community of realtors making a difference. Join
0: So we, we talked about the, the different tech trends and, and, and how you adapt and so forth. And there are some re, you know, realtors that really rely heavily on, on, on the usage of technology. So I, I'd like to ask about what are the, some of the common concerns that you're hearing from realtors about you know, the ones that rely heavily on the use of technology in a business? Are there concerns out there?
3: so I, I think some concerns are really around um, you know it, it's re- it really comes down to what re- what realtors require to do their to do their job every day, right? What makes their job easier, what makes it a bit more efficient? Um, if I'm perfectly candid, I think I think the real estate sector has some work to do on providing more um, adaptable, mobile-friendly tools for their agents. So every agent, as an example, uses an MLS system every day. It is a challenge for a lot of agents to be able to do their business because they're not always mobile-friendly. It's not easy to upload listings. Um, It's based on the back of 20-year-old technology that hasn't really evolved It's a very tricky business model because you have MLSs and associations with volunteer boards making those decisions. So there are a lot of complexities around that, Dave. But I think that is a a place where realtors have been underserved. And I think the industry can do better there, frankly. I I feel there's opportunity there for certain. Um, I also hear from realtors that they're really challenged in the context of tools they have to help retain their clients. So can we build in tools that allow us to continue to be top of mind in that long, you know, seven, eight, 10 year sales cycle, right? How can we become, you know, sort of more intrinsic to the the home ownership journey as opposed to just getting on the ladder of home ownership or moving homes. And so client retention is a big piece and that's because, there's a lot of competition amongst realtors. We have, I think, I think I just saw a note from the Toronto real estate board the other day on social media that their membership increased another, you know, 10, 15%, you know, in a declining market, declining supply market, right. right, Declining inventory, you have more potential agents representing those properties. And so there is a greater desire to be able to, you know, sort of entrench yourself and become become your own sticky technology for the homeowner. So I think those are some of the other trends or concerns that we're seeing from agents. Um, And frankly, a lot of them look to technology trends to help create that stickiness. And again, it's not always a sake of technology for the sake of technology. I think it's about really sitting back and thinking critically about what technology is going to help create the additional value add that you can uniquely bring, you know, to your clients in the market. Absolutely.
1: Um, so, so this year at ARIA, you know, we put out a home buyers and sellers report that uh, encouragingly uh, for us uh, found that 88% of sellers and 89% of buyers say they plan to use a realtor to help them navigate today's complex and fast moving market. So the increased use of technology, in what ways uh, do you feel that the role of the realtor will become more important?
3: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said complex and fast moving, David. I mean, those are for the consumer, those are the two challenges that they, um, they necessarily can't navigate on their own, right? I think the real estate transaction is complex. Certainly, there are some that do it on their own, but it doesn't remove the complexity. And so, having that trusted advisor is an extremely important component of, of the transaction. You know, and again, the, the pace of the market, the pace of the market really requires the ability to um, be able to navigate really, really quickly. And so, I, again, I think those are sort of, you know, the ways that the realtor becomes more important is in that trusted advisory role. And I didn't sort of hook on the technology piece, but, you know, where where do we see some trends there? I think, you know, transparency is an important one. There, I think there's a desire for the real estate industry to lend more transparency to the process, to the consumer, both buyer and seller. Um, and that doesn't remove the role or the importance of the role of the realtor. I think it just allows consumers, provides consumers more confidence that they are more aware of how the transaction is occurring. And, and I wouldn't even argue that that's at the offer stage. That's right through the mortgage, the acceptance you know, and then all of the back end uh, legal and compliance components. I think there's a real desire for there to be more transparency from what I sort of call the search to keys experience for the homeowner. And I think the realtor can play a very, very crucial role through that entire piece where now, you know, there's a lot of handoffs that a, that a realtor or practitioner makes along that that spectrum. And I think that's where a lot of the solutions are focusing on is, Every time there's a handoff, there's a bit of inefficiency. So, how do we create a more efficient flow from search to keys?
0: Lee, good lead up to this one too. So, knowing everything you know, what would you say is the uh, is a big area in the real estate industry that is primed for disruption?
3: Yeah. So, I I think we're starting to see this a little bit. You know, sort of already south of the border and. You know, I I don't know that I've said it yet, but I say this often enough that I feel like I say it in every conversation um, for the last decade. But here in Canada, it feels that we're, it seems that we're, you know, sort of three to five years behind adopting sort of technology in a holistic way from our counterparts in the U.S. And I mean not unexpectedly i mean it's not not as much to do with the with the sentiment of adopting technology of canadians as it is in terms of where innovation is happening their market is 10 times larger there's sort of 10 times more resources and so um on one hand we're really fortunate i think from a canadian perspective to have that testing ground um but secondly i think it does sort of leave because of the array of information that is available to the consumer it sometimes leaves our industry a little bit disadvantaged just by not having access. So where I think we're seeing technology evolve the most or where it's most primed for, for disruption is really sort of on that back end side, I would argue. So a lot of the, the conveyancing piece, the legal pieces, the appraisal pieces, a lot of that is still very manually driven. Um, and it's very sort of legacy process, right? So if you think about legal transactions, Even things like electronic signatures. You know, we, I know from a real estate transaction point of view, um, we have adopted digital signatures, you know, a a while ago in Canada. But um, from a banking perspective, from a legal conveyancing perspective, it's still been very much pen to paper. And so I think that's just one example of where that segment of the real estate transaction is ripe for disruption. And again, that will improve efficiency and decrease time to close and and i think that's really what the consumer is looking for is just a much more expedited streamlined transparent experience
1: yeah i think that it's interesting a year and a half ago that you had to be go to your lawyer uh to sign in person and uh by the middle of april uh people are going yeah that's okay just hold up your driver's license we're good <laughs> um, So, so the law society of upper canada figured that out real fast uh so um so um, so I thought that was really quite interesting so um, you know besides prop tech um, you know what are some of the uh, other market innovations in the uh, in the real estate industry you're interested in seeing develop, that you're interested in seeing develop and eventually cement itself as a staple of the industry
3: yeah and you know it it's really interesting I've already you know spoken a little bit around some of the solutions that are focusing on helping people get on the path to home ownership um, Personally, there are sort of two areas I'm excited to see. One is really the industry and solutions helping people become more financial literate, right? And and when I say financial literate, I mean really understanding that there is the aspect of a home which is putting shelter over your head, but there's an aspect of a home which is really around facilitating your financial freedom and your financial well-being. And I think for a lot of Canadians, Um, We're not taught that in school. That's not natural. And depending on where you come from, um, you have different mindsets around finances. I think home ownership, you know, the home ownership dream and, and, you know, sort of the Canadian dream of owning a home um, really supports that philosophy around, you know, helping again some of the economic challenges and the economic um, objectives of Canadians. And I think the real estate industry is in the perfect position to be able to support that. And so I'm really excited around some of those tools because I know a number of practitioners that already do that because um, they're just really good at it themselves and they're very passionate about it. And so I see that as an opportunity. I think the other piece is really around, you know, environmental sustainability. We don't talk about that a lot, but we're seeing a lot of momentum in the capital community around Um, investing in solutions that support uh, environmental sustainability, whether it's through retrofitting homes, whether it's through new build and construction. But on the resale side, where most of realtors, where realtors mostly focus, I think there's a real opportunity again for the real estate community to really facilitate a lot of that initiative if you think about the number of folks that purchase a home with a mind of a hold back to do some renovations you know and the fact that the realtor is a part of that conversation and journey how cool would it be for the sector to really say and if you're going to we can help you you know retrofit in a more environmentally sustainable way which will allow us to meet some of our other sort of uh, global objectives and goals But it will also allow um, you to save money as a homeowner through things like energy efficiency. And we can provide you access through that, you know, sort of through, through, I can help you uh, access that through working with me. So, again, I think those are some other opportunities that are, you know, pretty peripheral, peripheral yet. But again, real estate industry is so well positioned from an advocacy point of view, from a knowledge point of view, from an expertise point of view to really add that additional value.
0: So when listening to this podcast where we're going to get realtors that are sitting there going, okay, so what sort of advice would you give realtors that are starting out that don't know where to begin? What, what would you offer them?
3: So selfishly, I would tell them to call us at reach Canada and we can help. <laughs> um, and, and that's a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's also, you know, quite, quite um, genuine. Uh, so it's what we do, you know, Reach is really a, a program that helps scale technology into the marketplace, and so we only work with technology companies that are already in market um, and generating a real thing. Which means that practitioners are already using them and employing a service and a technology, and we we see them as, you know, next generation, um, really strong solutions for the sector, and so whether or not they're a part of our program, we work with a ton of companies or have knowledge of a ton of companies that are doing really great things in the marketplace. And so, um, you know, we are here to help answer any questions around certain technology, but we also see ourselves as very much a connecting point and a hub. And so uh, we have a number of, of people and initiatives in our network who do exactly that. They help realtors kind of cut through the noise Get really clear on what technology they need to do their business and what technology are nice to have to do their business. I think the biggest piece of advice is don't let technology overwhelm you. You know, get really clear around, you know, where you want to build your business. And then there are resources there that can help you find the tools to build that business for you along with you.
0: Okay. It's funny you say overwhelmed because that kind of leads me into my next question. You kind of talked about it a little bit earlier on in this conversation, but what about those experienced realtors? They've been out there for a while. They, they've, they've done this job successfully for some time, but you know what? They're less familiar with technology or they are overwhelmed in certain situations. Uh, what sort of advice do you provide somebody of that?
3: Again, reach out, right? Reach out to us um, at Reach Canada, but but also, you know, reach out to um, those folks around you, those those practitioners around you. This is the one thing I know. And, and David, I'd be so curious what you think about this. The one thing that I've always loved about this industry is it is an industry of cooperative competitors. And so, while you might compete for a listing or a sale, realtors are really really great at helping one another. They are great at sharing advice. They're great at sharing what tools work for them. I see this time and again. We host, um, you know, we we host uh, focus groups, we host panels, we host networking events um, where realtors are there just telling one another about the technology that's working for them and why they love it, you know, and they're not competitive in that, in that area. They're really there to genuinely help their fellow realtors. So, you know, find find the realtor that you think is doing a great job or that you think is doing a great job in the way that you would like to and ask them what tools they're using. Right. Um, rely on the folks. Here's, here's a hot tip from a former CEO. Rely on the folks that have volunteered on committees, on boards of directors, at associations, at the boards, because they do have their finger on the pulse. They have the opportunity to attend many industry events in that post. They've, you know, by nature of their role, they really need to get clear about what's happening on the landscape. They've likely seen a number of presentations and demos by a number of technology solutions and can provide their thoughts. So they're a resource that's kind of an arm's length away. Um, And if they don't have the answer, they've likely had the opportunity to meet somebody that they can put you in touch with. So I always encourage realtors to reach out to your volunteer board members, not just to give them hell about the newest, latest, greatest rules and fee increases at your board, but to really kind of glean from their experiences of being a leader in the industry.
1: There's a novel thought. At the end. <laughs> Isn't it? That was, that was wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, to get to, back to your point, I mean, I do. I think people don't understand well the, the nature of the business for realtors. We do compete for listings, um, sometimes not, but often we do. But in order to have a successful result for our clients, we have to cooperate uh, with other realtors. And so the nature of our business is one of of cooperative selling. And then as you say, it is also about cooperation on technology and all other things. And so, um, yeah, pick somebody that you admire and uh, go ask them some questions. You'd be surprised how forthcoming they are with, uh, with information. I think that that's a great, that's a great suggestion Lynette. So as we get close to wrapping up, you know, what's next? For you and the and the Reach Canada team.
3: Well, we just announced um, our the next group of companies that we're working with. So this is our second cohort of uh, technology companies we're working with here in Canada. We have ten that we're working with this year, and you can find those companies at narreach.ca. Um, encourage you to reach out, and we are really interested in working with the real estate sector. We'll be attending um, a number of industry events, both in US and Canada. Fingers crossed that the Canadian ones come back on. I don't know if any are confirmed yet, um, but we are really interested in connecting with boards, associations, brokerages, teams, realtors, You know, to hear about the technology challenges you have, to hear about the types of solutions that you would like to see or that you're looking for. Um, And like I said, we're really here to be connectors and good partners with the industry to really help um, with your technology challenges, wherever those might be. So um, what's next for us is you can look forward to seeing us at a number of events in the U.S. and Canada. And we would really, really love to hear from any of your listeners that uh, would like to learn more.
0: Lynette, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Final question from us. Is there anything else you would like to add to this?
3: Wow, I think you guys did such a great job of covering, you know, the landscape. Again, you know, I just I can't thank you enough for this. I can't thank you know David, you and Orria enough for the you know the leadership that you've shown in the industry, both on an advocacy side as well as supporting great technology startups. Just from even an enablement, um, you know, I'd really encourage um, anyone that's listening to like I said, stay tuned to what your boards and associations are doing because they are doing great work on your behalf. And we hope to see many of you down the road sometime soon.
0: Thank you, Lynette.
3: You're welcome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: That was a great conversation. Now, before we go, I want to remind you that all ARIA members and their families have access to LifeWorks, a well-being solution that provides users with 24-7 access to counselors, specialists, and self-guided resources for dealing with all of life's moments. Visit ARIA.com forward slash LifeWorks for more information and to access the service. The dream of home ownership is slipping further out of reach for Ontarians across the province. Visit ARIA.com forward slash affordable homes to read ARIA's plan to bring affordability home. And join us in calling on our leaders and policymakers to help make this a reality. That's ARIA.com forward slash affordable homes. I'm also excited to share that the AREA Standard Forms team just launched The Standard. A live weekly series that provides realtors with an opportunity to directly connect with the Standard Forms experts in real time. Visit ARIA.com forward slash the standard to register and watch past episodes. Get your Standard Forms questions answered today. That's ARIA.com forward slash the standard. Are you looking at strengthening your leadership skills? Then you'll want to sign up for Leadership 300. Enhancing Leadership Skills, a course that's being offered at ARIA's 2022 Peak Leadership Summit in January. This course is perfect for anyone who wants to strengthen their leadership skills, whether you're in a community group, on a board of directors, or want to get involved in the leadership process. Visit www.ariapeaksummit.com to register for the Leadership 300 course today. And finally, don't forget to check out realheart.ca to read the inspiring stories of realtors giving back to their communities and to share your story. That's realheart.ca. That's it for today. From Maria President David Oykel and myself, David Bastel. stay safe and we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Visit aria.com slash podcast for more information, links, and a full list of our episodes to date. New episodes are out the second Tuesday of every month.